0: Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention. All districts. A five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Fire,
1: fire. Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire! In just a minute, we'll join Chief Cody and rookie fireman Tim Collins in the Chief's office in Headquarters Station, where Tim and the Chief are relaxing after their tussle with the escaped monkeys, a rescue job that gave them more headaches and laughs than they've had in a long time. Now, before Tim goes back to regular duty at Rescue Headquarters, he's having a chat with the Chief. And as he talks, the phone rings. What that call means and how it leads to the narrowest escape in Tim's career so far, we'll see right after this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's get over to Chief Cody's office and headquarters station where Tim Collins is puzzling over a statement just made by his superior. What did the chief mean when he said that on occasion it was extremely dangerous to fight a plain, ordinary fire with plain, ordinary water? Then, just as the answer was forthcoming,
0: the phone rang. Just a second and I'll explain, Tim. Yes, sir. Chief Cody speaking. This is Lieutenant Dillon, sir, 4th District. Oh, yes. How's Captain Grover, Lieutenant? Up to his neck at the moment, Chief. The fire in the storage loft on Elder Street. Yes, I checked on that. Don't tell me your engine company can't handle that. Well, it's on the second floor, and it managed to get a head start before the alarm came in, sir. Well, why don't you hit it with all the water you've got? Uh, Pressure trouble? No, sir. That's not it, sir. That loft is filled with bales of rags waiting to be sent to manufacturers of paper. Bales of rags? Well, be mighty careful, Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Handle that one like a baby. We'll take every precaution once we get at it, but we need masks. You know, the dense, acrid smoke that stuff gives off. Did the second alarm go in yet? Yes, and that's why I'm calling. Department Telegraph Bureau informs us all rescue companies are in action. Forget it. I just came off a job with the rescue squad myself. They'll be back at their station by now. May already be answering your special call. Fine, that takes care of that. Sorry to have bothered you, Chief. You'll have all the Drager masks you need in a matter of minutes. It isn't getting at the heart of the fire that bothers me. It's pouring water in I don't like. I know, Chief, but there's no other way. Okay, but I'd like to make doubly sure. I'll look in on you myself. You know the danger as well as I do. So long. Uh, do you mind if I ask, Chief, is this an oil fire? Are those bales of rags you mentioned... This has nothing to do with oil, Tim. They're just plain rags to be used in making paper.
1: Well... Then, sir, what's wrong with using water?
0: Now, you come along with me. Join your company on the spot, and you'll see, son. Well, if it's just a routine blaze, we'll be able to reach you with Drager helmets, Chief Cody. Sure, you will. And that's where your trouble will start. Uh, trouble? Well, that's putting it mildly, Tim. I should have said danger. This is exactly what I was talking about a minute ago. A routine fire that has to be fought in the routine way. Well, gosh, sir, with plenty of water. Wh- that's it. That's the danger. Let's not lose any more time, son. Let's roll.
1: From then on, Chief Cody is too intent on getting to the scene of action to answer any more questions. And as his bright red car pulls up before the storage building with dense smoke pouring from the second story windows, Tim's mind is occupied with the job ahead. His buddies have already arrived, and several of them stare down from the windows, looking like men from Mars in their weird helmets that allow them to move freely through the smoke. Engine company men are dragging a heavy line up the ladder to them as Tim dashes to the truck for his own equipment
0: the mask, Tim. Looks like one of the engine company boys has been bowled over by the smoke. Yes, sir. Lieutenant Dillon is helping him over there. Yeah. Say, I, I know that guy, sir. Dandy Andy Parker. He and I were stationed together before I was transferred to rescue. Private Parker swallowed a bit too much smoke. He, he's kind of woozy. Well, I'll uh, take care of Andy, sir. I'll have that in later out in the jiffy. Uh, forget it, Jim. Huh? I told the lieutenant I'm okay. All right, but you sit here by the truck till your head's clear. Hear me? Want to see the captain, Chief Cody? When oh, he's free, Lieutenant. I'd a lot rather see the building inspector right this minute. We gave him a ring. He's on his way down now. Fine, good well, work. Little... In that case, I'll just take a look at the situation till he gets here. Say, what kind of a mystery blaze is this anyway, Andy? <laughs> building inspectors, danger from water. What goes on? Uh, just a plain old fire that's darn hard to get at by me. Uh, want me to help you out with that harness, Timmy? Uh, no, thanks, It's That's out on me now, and I'll have to uh, break that in later up. Miss uh, miss all the action pumping air into me? <laughs> I don't blame you for not liking that. Yeah. Uh, please say, Tim, that thing looks like a diver's helmet. Yeah, well, in a way, on account of the circular glass plate in front of it. <laughs> but it's a lot lighter. What you guys call a dagger helmet, huh? Eh? Yeah, how long can you work in the dead smoke in one of those things? Not as long as the supply of oxygen in this metal flask lasts. Uh, if I can get that hooked on my back, it's good for several hours. Here, let me give you a hand. Yeah, uh, right. That's some outfit. Metal flask on your back. Bag on your chest and tubes running every which way? Yeah, well, that tube on the front leading into the bag, it passes through a container that removes the carbon dioxide that I exhale. Uh, I can breathe in any atmosphere as long as I'm fed oxygen from the cylinder on my back. You're going to need plenty up on that second floor. You could cut chunks of that smoke with a knife. How'd you fellas get through it? We didn't. That's why you guys are here. We've been trying to fight the fire from a stairway leading up from the first floor. Rugged deal. Yeah, well, in two minutes, I'll be up that ladder and climbing over the windowsill where there's really something doing. Okay, I'll take the low road and you take the high road, and we'll meet on the second floor, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't go back Who's there. Who says so? Oh, oh, I feel fine now. Here, let me help you out with that helmet. Well, I have no more back talk from you. Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, uh, not so fast, pal. All I have to do is open this glass window in the helmet. Now I can hear you, and more important, you can hear me. Sorry, Tim, I can't wait. I got a date with an old flame of mine.
1: I'll see you later. Tim has to smile at his friend's anxiety to get back to work. But now that he's ready, he has a job of his own to do. However, as he approaches the ladder against the wall of the storage loft, Chief Cody signals him to wait. A few minutes later, Tim is still fretting with impatience, and then the chief beckons him over toward the main entrance to the building.
0: I didn't want you to get up there with your buddies, son. But I was sure the engine company didn't need you here. Yes, are Everything under control now at this end, Chief Cody? Not try a long shot. Now, careful. Don't zip over that line through the door. Yeah. As this helmet. I might as well take it off. Well, not Why to pass him. And don't look so peeved. I may have a job for you here. Now, this line leads up to the head of the stairway. The source of the fire seems to be close to that spot. Only the smoke pouring down is preventing them from reaching it. Yes, you got it. Your buddies are tackling it from the second floor. They can move in closer with their masks. But the engine company's having trouble. Yes, sir. Well, how about my moving up the stairs and taking over the nozzle? Only if they're driven back again. In that case, you take over the hose. But hold back on the water till you see the heart of the blade. Yes, sir. Uh, say, I'd forgotten. What is the danger of using water to fight this? Well, we're safe at the moment. But if and when the crew on the second floor let loose... ...start pumping in tons of water in that room... ...piled high with bales of rag. Yes, sir, what's that? Uh, Just a minute, Tim. Huh? Looks like my men are being driven back down. Oh, too bad. Here comes Lieutenant Dillon. Uh, It's no go, Chief. That acrid smoke pouring down those stairs is just too much. I I had to pull them out, my my men. I was afraid you would. Do you think one man can handle that nozzle... ...once the pressure's on and that line starts bucking? Oh, I'll manage somehow, sir... Just let me get my helmet closed and I'll take over. Some of those men over there look pretty badly done in, Lieutenant. They are, but let me finish what I was saying. We got right up to the head of the stairs. That's where the flame seems to be concentrated. And there isn't a minute to lose. No, sir. But not only for that reason, sir. One of my men crawled ahead. Just got off the stairs onto the second floor. We were getting the line up for him when he keeled over. Good grief. You mean he's still there? Yes. We couldn't... We couldn't get to him. The smoke more than the flames. Uh Could your men give me a protective shower from the line while I crawled up there myself? Yeah, that's it. That's the only way. We still can get way up the stairs. But with that draker helmet... Right, right. You take over, Tim. Yes, sir. That man who passed out up there, uh, Andy Parker, he shouldn't have come back. He already had too much, but he said he was all right. Oh, that guy has got what it takes, Chief. He's the kind that never gives up. A friend of yours, Colin? No, don't say... Was Lieutenant, he is a friend of mine. I'll bring him down. I know how you feel, son, but if there can't be any buts, sir, Andy would do the same for me. I'm gonna get him back down those
1: stairs or out. Can Tim crawl through the billowing smoke and reach the sight of his friend before the flames? He's certainly going to try, but for the moment he's forgotten the mysterious danger hinted at by Chief Cody. What is it the chief fears? once the rescue company men start pouring tons of water into the second floor? Well, for the answer to that, be sure to listen to the next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own hometown. But first, let's listen to this message. And now Chief Bob Cody with a word for the Firefighter's Brigade.
0: Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. I guess by now all of you who listen to me know how to turn in an alarm. And I expect after doing that, you'd remember to stay by the box till the trucks arrive, so you could direct them. But how about the possibility of a fire when telephoning would be a quicker way to bring men from my department? Have you memorized those fire department numbers as I suggested? Good. Then here's the next step. Probably not every member of your family has done that and you can't always expect them to. So I suggest you personally see that all vital phone numbers are posted right near the phone in your house. Now, if you haven't done that, it's your assignment for this time. And until the next time, this is Chief Cody saying so long to all of you.
1: Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear...
0: That's it. Let's roll! Let's go! Firefighters! Firefighters
1: is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.